Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nishanda Shines. Welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. Yes, we're back. We're still doing beginner stories, and I hope you are loving the stories. Put yourself back at your first triathlon. Think about all of the emotions that were going through your head. Yeah, scared, nervous, excited, thrilled, because that's my word of the season. But the one thing that resonates is when you cross the finish line, mission has been accomplished and you feel like you are a new person because you gave it your best try. So we're going to keep the party going and we are going to invite a friend, a new friend-ish, a teammate of mine, Mr. David O'Donnell to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast. He's a graduate of University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and he's always enjoyed trying new things. But now as he's a new father, he needed to figure out how to pass the love of lifelong learning onto his daughter. So yes, he has less free time, but he needed to prioritize some hobbies. And that included consolidating some into the multi-sport, which essentially means one, right? So in this new world with new challenges, data, gear, and disciplines, it suits him absolutely perfectly. So David is also an ambassador to the GRIT team. You wonder, how do you know about being a member of a team so early on in your career? Well, don't worry. We're going to find that out. David, welcome to Trap Beginner's Luck. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for saying yes at such a fine hour in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, of course, um, I had the opportunity to kind of read your pre-interview uh, questions. And so I was just shocked to find out that we were at the same race and didn't even know that we were at the same race. So let's just talk about your start into this beautiful sport. Take it away. Yeah, so uh, I think a lot of people may have a similar story in some ways in that they have a, a friend who's kind of bugging them to go do something or bugging them to join something that they're interested in. And I just happen to be someone who has a hard time saying no to those friends. And so my friend reached out to me, said, hey, uh, I'm a member of this organization. It's a really cool thing that we do. Um, we're trying to introduce more people to and especially more people of color to triathlon and multi-sport and everything along those lines. And so he wanted me to join and then he wanted me to do a triathlon with him. So earlier this year, I, I was able to get out and do a very beginner friendly triathlon to kind of build that confidence for me. Uh, and I just took off from there. I really enjoyed that first race up in, it was an indoor triathlon. So we did pool swims back and forth. And then we jumped on a stationary bike and then we ran on a treadmill and he bested me by one lap of the whole thing. And so it got my competitive juices flowing and immediately I had to sign up for the next race. And that uh, 
it turns out was the race that you were at as well in uh, Lake Anna, Virginia in May. So that was my first Olympic triathlon, first open water swim, a lot of firsts there. Um, but I really, really enjoyed that as well. So I'm very much on the bandwagon at this point. Oh, yeah. I love the fact that uh, <laughs> your friend who politely asked you to join a team with him and to do a triathlon he then laps you and your competitive edge was like oh no you didn't bet I'm going to come after you and I'm going to do another one that that's all we ever need is a friend to challenge us now is your friend um did he do Lake Anna with you or did she do Lake Anna with you no he actually did not do Lake Anna um, but he is doing Ironman 70.3 Wilmington, and somehow he talked me into that as well. So I'm going from the sprint distance or super sprint distance all the way up to a half Ironman by uh, October timeframe. So hopefully I can get him there, but we'll see. Okay, so how does that feel? You, you're going from super sprint all the way to 70.3 in October. Have you even wrapped your mind around that yet? Um, the training is kind of forcing me to wrap my mind around it with okay. the hours that I've put in during the week, but uh, mostly in the pool too, because that's where I really have uh, had some issues getting more confidence there. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I'm really looking forward to the challenge of kind of getting into that next level of distance and seeing where I want to kind of sit within the multi-sport environment as a whole. I love it. So let's, let's take a step backwards. Were you an athlete growing up? Like, have you always been in athletics in some capacity? Yeah, I, I've always been into sports. Um, in high school, I was playing baseball a fair amount. And then in college, I would do pretty much every intramural activity you could do. So multiple sports, not multi-sport though. Um, and all throughout the way, I've just always had an affinity for team sports and uh, got into strength training and things along those lines within my, in my early 20s. And more recently, I've been reading a lot more about endurance sports and trying to get more into that. And that's just really launched and uh, made a perfect marriage with a multi-sport discipline. Okay. So the perfect marriage into multi-sport discipline. Let's talk about your very first race. The very first one that was a pool swim. Walk us through that day. Yeah. So it was a very different event. We, uh, it, the starting time was about seven o'clock at night. And so we ended up driving about an hour north of Washington, DC, where, where my friend and I were located. And we went to a, a bar restaurant right beforehand. We're hanging out with my wife and uh, my daughter and him and his girlfriend and a couple of other friends. And then we just went off over to the rec center, uh, walked around a little bit and got everything settled, settled in and tuned up, made sure that the stationary bikes were sized appropriately or we knew how to kind of size them and make sure they fit. Uh, went into the pool area and watched a couple of the, the waves before us going back and forth in the pool. And we just checked everything out to kind of get a, a 
nice little pre-race check in of everything. Uh, fortunately, because it was indoors, it's not like we had to cover miles and miles of any kind of stretches to see what everything was like. As long as the treadmill worked, as long as we were able to jump in the pool and get on the stationary bikes, it was all within about maybe 500 yards of each other. Um, so as I was going through uh, and getting ready, I had not been a strong swimmer at that point. I'm still not a strong swimmer. But I managed to go back and forth across the pool and do uh, the 500 in a decent amount of time doing side stroke the entire way because I have no idea at the time how to do any kind of front crawl or anything like that. Uh, got out of the pool and was very excited uh, going into the indoor transition, if you will. Uh, got up onto the bike and I was just having the time of my life on the bike. They had some music blaring over the speakers in the gym and I was just rocking out, bobbing my head, really enjoying the time um, for that, that jaunt right there before jumping onto the treadmill and surprising myself with how fast I was able to run after the first two sports. Wow. That's one thing I've never done, or maybe not all together in one day, is an indoor triathlon. And I think I may have to try it, especially if it's at nighttime, because you can make that really fun with some adult activities pre-gaming. Now, did you guys do that? Or did you do it just straight up? You were focused. Like, did you do any pre-gaming at a happy hour at the bar? No, we did not. We uh, ended up being very responsible uh, and kind of stuck to our pre-race nutrition and everything, um, even though our friends who weren't racing were able to imbibe pretty well. That's my guy, my guy, David, being responsible. I already know, <laughs> I kind of felt it in my heart. Okay, so first race was indoor, and then you go from sprint to Olympic outdoor with some really interesting weather. Tell us about that experience. How was your swim? Because you said the swim is where you are not as strong and you needed to build your confidence. So how was the swim for you at Lake Anna? Yeah, the swim for me was again, a little bit of a struggle. So fortunately I was able to work a little bit with Lloyd Henry from On Point Fitness uh, in DC for a couple of sessions. Um, and that was kind of facilitated through grit, which was great. So he actually kind of helped refine my front stroke here and there. But as I got into the water, it all fell apart. And so I spent most of the first of two laps on my back, just kind of sculling away and trying to stay in a straight line as much as possible. But as everything kind of thinned out, I started to build a little bit more confidence, uh, realized that I wasn't going anywhere in the water. I was totally fine and I was able to stay afloat and everything like that. And so I ended up doing much better on the second lap around where I started to really put those fundamentals in place that I had been learning, but hadn't really applied to that point. Um, so didn't finish the swim exactly uh, strong. I was one of the last people out of the water, um, but I was able to kind of make up for it a little bit more on the, the bike and run portions. Um, and now I, I keep getting stronger in the water keep feeling more confident. Um, and so I've been able to actually practice a couple of out, open water swims since then. I think you're on mute. I'm gonna keep this in because stuff happens 
Okay. <laughs> what I was trying to say is that I was doing a little dance because I too have worked with Lloyd Henry from On Point mm-hmm. Fitness and he's helped my stroke significantly. And it's interesting because if you've gone through his stroke development, at first you feel like you're not doing anything. You're not swimming, you're not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, when you put everything together, you're like, oh, look, mom, swimming. We're, you know, like I'm swimming, mm-hmm. I'm doing it. And uh, effortlessly. And that's the difference. You don't have to fight the water. So good. Shout out to Coach Lloyd. So you've been working with him. You're feeling better. Your swim wasn't as good the first lap, but the second lap you settled in, did your breathing and just kind of did the stroke. So now we're moving on to transition. Tell us about your first transition. Yeah, so we were able to get there earlier in the morning and set everything up for transition, which is something that I had only seen uh, in photos, in blogs, and on a couple of uh, live coverages of different events. And so getting everything set up uh, was a lot of fun after getting there. And then going into transition, I wanted to be as quick as I could, but make sure that I was still comfortable. I knew I wasn't vying for podiums or anything like that, but I wanted to make sure I was really racing through that as well. Um, The one mistake that I would say that I made in transition, you mentioned the weather earlier. I did not put any kind of jacket or gloves or anything on getting on the bike. And so it was a very cold bike ride uh, from that point on. I picked up my jacket at one point to look at it and say, do I need this? And I just put it right back down. And that was probably the biggest mistake that I made on the day was not taking that level of warmth with me on the bike ride. Yeah, I can see how that could have made the day a little bit more difficult (laughs) and challenging. Yeah, yeah, because it was a... It was a cold, cold day for those of you who are listening or viewing. It was very cold. So you forgot your jacket. You're on the bike. What was the bike like cold? Because for me, biking cold, it's a wrap. But you continue to persevere. So let's talk about it. Well, it was actually not too terrible to try to work through it just because of how beautiful the rolling hills and the, the countryside were. Um, it's just a really gorgeous area that I was able to get through. The biggest issue that I had was when my hands were just essentially stuck in a claw grip on the handlebars uh, holding the brake. And anytime I reached for my uh, Gatorade bottle, I tried to pull it up and squeeze it, but I just didn't have any kind of dexterity in my fingers from that cold weather. And so I wasn't able to get as much nutrition in on the bike as I wanted to. Uh, but all in all, I just kept riding, enjoying the, the time that I was out there, even though I was slowly shivering uh, as I was kind of moving around the course. Slowly shivering. All right. So we, you're coming back home to Lake Anna, essentially. So coming back into uh, T2, you're driving in, you're excited to get off the bike. Tell us about your T2 experience going into the run. Yeah, T2 was great. I uh, was able to jump off of the bike uh, at the the line that they draw for you, Um, ran through the mud and muck to get over to my shoes. And I had to put some socks on first, threw the shoes on. And I knew at that point I was going to be able to kind of make up a little bit more time, but also warm up. Uh, because as I kind of got going on the run, my engine started kind of revving up a little bit more. My body started heating up and coming out of that initial transition, 
uh, it was pretty nice to run uphill and kind of get that level of warmth back into my fingers, feel like I could uh, move them around a little bit, get the legs pumping again, um, and really just kind of own that last uh, 10K. Love it. So you're warm, blood is circulating again, you're finishing the race. What does it feel like to finish your first outdoor Olympic triathlon? I really enjoyed everything. Uh, One thing that I went through at the finish line was that I had a baseball coach when I was growing up always say to kind of sprint to the end. And so that's what I did. I sprinted the last 200 yards or so trying to get to that finish line. And as I crossed, I was just super excited to have completed something that when I was in the water on the first leg, I thought I might pull the cord and just say, nope, I'm, I'm done with this. But to kind of have persevered through a really trying experience in the water and kind of a confidence building experience, then finding my way through the other components of the race and finally crossing the finish line, snagging that medal, um, and then just kind of finding my wife and daughter. It was just a really, really fun and unique experience. Come on, snagging that medal. Oh, taste and see how it's good. Did you take one of those pictures when you bite the meadows like, mm, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I actually have it right here anyways. It's wooden. So it's not, maybe one of these days I can get something bronze, silver, or gold, but I'm not too uh, delusional to think I'm there yet. It's okay. I, I like the wooden metal. It's a nice element. It's, it's unique nice. and it's different. And it it offers, uh, it's, it adds a unique stack as you continue to collect medals you'll look back at that wooden one and be like Mm -hmm. I did that I did that I love it wow so you did your first one you're on the road to 70.3 we might have to get you to come back on with your friend to talk about the 70.3 experience because I think that's really cool that you're doing it so you've done your first indoors triathlon you've done your first outdoor triathlon what advice would you give to another beginner? I would say just persevere and really kind of, you can come from anywhere and get into it. Um, there's obviously tons of different levels of multi-sport, but there's also different avenues within it. So I was not a strong swimmer, but I knew how to swim and I wanted, I've been wanting to get better and better and better in the water. So I was able to work with the coach for a little bit get more confidence. And now I'm feeling much more confident in the water and I can kind of continue to refine that technique because it's something that I, I want to continue getting better at, but there's also multi-sport where you don't even have to worry about swimming. You can do duathlons, you can do aqua bike or uh, uh, run bike runs and different things along those lines. So I would say that it's a, it's very approachable, even though a lot of times it really seems inaccessible. Um, it's, it's about what you want to, put into it because it really is going to give a lot back out to you, Um, especially crossing that finish line or finishing a really hard workout. Um, I'm doing workouts now as part of my training that I would have only kind of dreamed of being able to do as a race at some point. Um, So really kind of building that fitness and wellness into my lifestyle has, has been a real turning point for me. So I think if you can get over that initial hurdle, uh, and that initial trepidation associated with getting into the multi-sport discipline, I think there's a lot of great benefits and rewards 
waiting out for any new person. You really make my job so easy, David. <laughs> I need you to know that. I'm like, you're hitting all the points, all the questions that I would normally ask or, you know, try to pull out of my guests, but you're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> I want to go backwards a little bit and talk about your training. Did you follow a training plan? I know you worked with Coach Lloyd on, with, at On Point for your stroke development, but are you working with a tri-coach to help you with your training plan? Like, how did you, how are you getting your plans? Yeah, so I did a ton of research and reading of magazines and uh, especially triathlete magazines, um, getting into different blogs and things like that. But the thing that I found that has really enabled me to focus on a training plan has been through Trainer Road. Um, so they're nor normally known for their cycling stuff. Um, and there's a lot of great cycling stuff on there for the training plan, but they also have that run and swim mixed in for their workouts. They're just not tracked in the same way. And so being able to kind of put that weekly calendar together, put those different phases and mesocycles on the book so I can look at what my base phase is, the build, and then getting into that specialty phase before the event. Um, it's, it's really allowed me to really work, do the work that's prescribed instead of having to figure out, am I doing the right things in the right places? So I'm leaving the design of the training program to machines and people who are better than I am and more familiar with the disciplines. And I'm just going to kind of do the work prescribed. And I wonder if that's because like you're a data scientist and so you know how to leave things where they be. And so you're like, look, they're the experts. I'm going to let them do their thing. That is cool. I use Trainer Road. Really love Trainer Road. Hashtag Trainer Road. If you're listening, <laughs> just I do love you. Um, okay. Side note, that was off the cuff. But no, so I see there they have plans. I've never thought to explore them as an option to try one of their plans. And so it's worked for you. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, uh, so I did the triathlon plan. So leading up to Lake Anna, the Olympic, I did the uh, Trainer Road Olympic Triathlon training program. Now with the 70.3 near the end of the year, I'm, I have the, the 70.3 training program. And with their, this is where I get the real data nerd in me. They have an AI, an algorithm that sits underneath everything so that it, your training adapts to you as you continue to get better in your discipline. And it also can kind of take into account off weeks or different days that you want to take off or illnesses that you might have. And so it's really been great to just follow that plan um, because I get to see everything all the way through and kind of put my A races and B races in there as well and have everything adjust and tailored to what I need to do. Wow. And that means everything is included in the original monthly price or yearly price or annual price that you pay. But I wonder how, how are the swims and the runs tracked? If Yeah. So they, they prescribe the workout and then I, I kind of tee it up in my Garmin. So if it's a swim, um, like today it was a warm up and then a continuous swim for a period of time and then a cool down. And so I just log the workouts in my Garmin and just make sure that I'm tracking it on my Garmin watch. And then for swims and runs with Trainer Road, it's just clicking a check mark that you completed it. And then you can kind of say if you needed to take like time off or anything along those lines. Okay, I got you. Because I know with the with the cycling portion, 
it does do, uh, I, I guess yes. it's called that adjusting variability where, you know, it adjusts to your fitness level. But I was wondering how that happens with the run in the, in the bike or the run in the swim. So cool. All right. All right. I love it. And I, I think this goes to another way that you can get what you need without busting the bank. You can purchase trainer road, have it for your cycling, but then also use it for uh, training plans that are outside of the discipline of cycling, which I think is really cool. And that's why it's so good to talk to people because you always, well, at least I'm always learning something new. And I hope that you all are learning something new because who would have known? I would have been like, oh, that's not that good, but clearly it's working for you, David. And so to all of you who are listening, if you cannot afford a coach, at some point, you may want to have that more personal in interaction. But until that time, there is no excuses because you can do trainer road as an alternative if that fits within your budget. I love it. I'm here for it. Okay. Thank you, David, for putting us on to something very new. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Okay. So first year, two races down. You have a race in October that's a 70.3. By chance, I'm just asking, are you going to go ahead and do a full this year and make it a banging year? I'd, I don't think a full is in the books. I've been joking that I might get the uh, half of the Iron Man tattooed if I complete the 70.3 and just leave the other half there undone until I go do a full one. But uh, with the amount of training that the 70.3 is kind of thrown at me, I, I want to get through that one first and see if I have that same level of energy and excitement that I had after the sprint and Olympic distances. Okay. I love it. I love it. The half. We're going to be looking for that half. M dot. <laughs> what is one thing or a few things that you learned during this first portion of your training that you will do differently as you move forward into the second half of your training as you train for the 70.3? Yeah, I think there's a, a couple of things. The first is really focusing on form in a lot of ways, especially with the swim. Um, I did a lot of flailing in the water. I still do a lot of flailing in the water, just a little bit less of it and a little bit more purposeful. Um, but focusing on like narrowing that form in um, and not just on the swim too, but also on the bike and on the run, uh, because I found that as I was able to work more on keeping my shoulders down, being in the right positions, I was getting more efficient with my swim stroke, with my cycling, uh, pedaling cadence, and with my run to the point where I didn't have to do more work to get more benefit out of it. So it's not just kind of going out there and doing as much volume as possible, but actually kind of making sure that everything is purposeful in, in what I'm trying to do. Mm, I love it. And as we wrap this up, you're a part of a team, Grit USA. Tell me what is it like to be a part of a community as you train for these races? It means a lot. It's great to have supporters out there to be able to kind of show up at a race and have four or five other people wearing the same things or hearing go grit uh, just from anybody who's passing you by. 
um, wearing the same jerseys and things like that. But it's also a lot of fun to go and support them at different races, too. I mean, there's tons of different caliber athletes in our group. Um, I am constantly checking Strava to see what the upper echelon athletes are doing. And it just baffles me when they go for a 100-mile bike ride on just a random Thursday or something along those lines. Uh, but it, it really kind of building that community allows me to has allowed me to really find a home and become much more comfortable and confident in this uh, space that has been new to me. Wow. I don't think we need to do anything else. David, you've answered everything <laughs> and given us more. And what I love is that whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win. That's it for us. Thank you so much, David, for joining us today. And I'm Ashonda and we're out. Peace. Welcome back to another edition of Trial Beginners Like I say edition, and I guess I should really change that, but that's what's in my head and that's what's happening because each time I get to record, it is truly a new edition, even though some of these might be pinned together and you have two in one, two episodes in one, but you guys get it and you're working with me because again, I'm still a beginner at this and we're figuring our way through all the things. So y'all know. I love a good relay story. And this relay comes all the way from Austin, Texas, y'all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am so thrilled. The Pink Strong try just went off a week or so ago. And I talked to the race director, Camille Baptiste, and I, we were just talking. She was checking in on me, making sure life was good. And she started talking to me about this relay. And I said, you have to get me them. I need to talk to them ASAP. And sure enough, it worked out. So I have one of the duo relay team with me today. And that is Miss Corin Ann. Hey, Corin, welcome to Trial Beginner's Luck. Thank you for having me. Ah, oh, wonderful. I am so grateful that you're here today. Um, I love a good relay. You might not have known because you're just meeting me, but that's how I started in this beautiful sport. I started off doing the swim leg of a relay and was like, what is this happening around me? What type of thing event am I at? And realized, oh, you're at a triathlon. So um, with all great things, that became a goal of mine. I was like, well, I want to do my own triathlon and do all three of the sports into one. And the rest has been history. And so Corinne, I want to hear about your backstory and how did you come to do this relay? Well, the first time I learned about this relay was actually from a social media post. One of my running friends did their duathlon event, which is the swimming and biking, or no, duathlon, biking and running uh, race. And I saw her post and I sent her a message and I was like, this is so neat. I've always wanted to do that. And she told me about the triathlon and yeah, I just went down the rabbit hole after that. Um, but I had a 10K scheduled right before this race. And I didn't want to do the full individual because I just wasn't quite there yet. I didn't have the confidence yet in myself and believe in myself that I could actually do the full individual relay. So I sent Camille a message a month, probably a month before the race. 
And Toto was like, look, I'd really love to do your relay portion, but I don't know anyone, you know, that could do the biking part. And a couple weeks before the race, she sent me a message and was like, I found you a biker. And I got so excited. And I was like, sold, let's do this. So and it just happened. And so let me just, so you, you, she found you a biker. You didn't know the biker. So how did that interaction go? It actually went a lot smoother than I thought it was going to go because I gave Camille my number and information. I was like, give this to her, tell her to contact me, whatever. We'll figure it out from there. She texted me and it's just one thing after the other. We both signed up. I told her a little bit about my background, swimming and running. She told me her background about the um, bicycling. Well, she actually participated in the duathlon. So she's done one of their races, but she's never done a triathlon either. So we both were very new to this and we met race day. She's super sweet. We were both just like hit it off and we killed it at the race. Like, I don't even know how it happened, but it just happened. Perfect timing at a perfect race where Camille gives all the F's about it. Come on. I love it. Okay. 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 So what's your relay team member's name? Persona. Ooh, so we got Prasanna and Corin. That sounds like a fabulous combination. And for those of you, uh, we do have a picture of Prasanna, which will be in the actual uh, show note picture thing, whatever we do. <laughs> but I love the diversity of this team because Corin is a Korean American and Prasanna is from India. She's Indian. And I absolutely love it. And due to some, and this is why it's important to communicate with people, Prasanna didn't really understand the concept of podcast and wasn't really comfortable, but she was willing to speak to us. And so we got her responses and we're going to be sharing some of her responses throughout the course of this podcast. With that said, tell us about your swim background, because you did the swim leg as well as the run. So tell us about your swimming background. So swimming has always been a part of my life. I grew up on the lake in Alabama. And so I mean, I could swim before I could walk. It came very natural for me. I started swim team at a very young age when I was 11, which actually my mom signed me up because my parents were getting divorced and she wanted something to keep me busy, keep my mind away from the stress that's happening. And so she signed me up for swim team and I got sucked in and loved it. Did swim team all through high school till I graduated. And then after swim team, I actually coached. I helped, I was an assistant coach for my swim team, my hometown swim team for two years after that. And so swimming has just, it's always been very natural, very easy for me to pick up. And I just, I've always loved it. So. I love it. So swimming is your in your comfort zone. It's in your wheelhouse. So how was the swim the day of the race for you? I've never felt so nervous in my life <laughs> because I haven't raced or competed in swimming since I was like 18. And so the, all those feelings came back, the butterflies, but also I was nervous, but so excited. I mean, we were all lined up in our little waves and I just could not wait to get in that pool. And of course I got in and it just, all the butterflies went away and I was in my natural element and 
I just I killed it. I feel I feel like I killed it. It was it was awesome. I loved it. So wonderful. So you're in your element, and then you hand it off to Prasanna. So Prasanna, who's she's a biker. Can you tell us a little bit about her background a bit? Honestly, I don't know that much about her background. I just know she has competed in bicycling before and she actually has a road bike, which I do not. So, and she did a great job. She had a great time for her, her bicycling portion. And I hope I can learn as much from her as I can about that part. So she did a great job. So does this mean you guys were going to, are going to hook up and connect after this to kind of do, because I think we were talking before the show started and you just bought a bike as of yesterday. Um, so, and off Craigslist, <laughs> might I add you. So listen, when you get struck by the tribe bug, the world of possibilities opens up to you and you're able to become resourceful and get bikes, whether it's off of Facebook marketplace, Craigslist, friends, etc. But you went, so the race was about a week ago not even a full seven days and you've gone about and you've bought a bike that goes to show you the power of whatever was in the energy at uh pink strong triathlon you was like i'm in it absolutely i because biking does not come natural i mean i you know as a kid you ride your bike but i don't know anything about competing in any kind of bike race or any i don't know anything about road bikes i don't know about how to take care of a bike like so but after that race like I was just like I've got to figure it out and it's gonna happen so I just did it I mean and I've already kind of hooked up with some of the friends I met at the triathlon and they've invited me to group rides so I want to try to that's really gonna be biting the bullet for me and just like getting out of my comfort zone but I want to do it so I mean okay I gotta, I gotta do this Yes, you're going to do it. You're going to try this. Yes. Okay. I am so excited because I'm just always excited. My mother told me yesterday, she was like, I mean, sometimes your energy scares me because I'm just like, it's too much sometimes for me. And that's my mama, y'all. So imagine what other people are saying behind my back, but I don't care. Anyway, so I am so excited because this is what it's all about. You went to Pink Strong Triathlon, not knowing all the people you knew you were going to meet, you hook up with Prasanna and now you walk away with friends who you can bike with. You can't tell me this is not a bomb community. Absolutely. I got a huge community feel there uh, at the race and everyone was so nice. And I think they could probably tell it was my first one. I don't know, but they were super friendly. They came up to me and told me, good job. I mean, everyone's so welcoming. They could tell when I got there in the morning. I was a little lost, like I have no idea where to go. And they immediately gave me instructions and made it, it was such a smooth event. I mean, it was great. And the energy, that's what really, I feed off high energy people and positive energy. And it was just, I was surrounded with it and I loved it, loved it. Come and what's on. special strong race is that it is for just women. And that I, I loved that. That was, it definitely helped me feel a little more comfortable Mm-hmm. you know, starting out just women and the I mean, women's community. And it was just great. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm definitely attending the event again, for sure. 
come on, we got a repeat. Uh, we have a repeat. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and say it triathlete who is coming back to pink strong in 2023. I love it. I love the energy. And that just speaks to who Camille is. Camille put so much thought behind her event. We talked a couple of months prior to the event. I actually had her on the show earlier this year. And afterwards, we just kind of talked about her strategy and why she takes so much time and thought around her races and making them different, but yet welcoming and inclusive. And that's important. So I am so glad that you, you are like a testament to what Camille wants to see at her races. And so shout out to Camille for putting on an amazing race. And maybe one year I can get down there and participate with y'all. This will be so cool. So Prasanna does the, the bike. She's coming back in to T2 to transition the uh, chip to you for the run. Tell mm -hmm. us about that run. So it was half trail, half road, wasn't technical trail, it was pretty flat. I will have to say I was a little more exhausted than I thought it would be. It was two and a half miles, which two and a half miles to me is like, I run half marathons. So two and a half miles to me is like an easy run. And, but it was tough. It was tough. I was pretty, I was out of breath. I had a little bit of a break between the swim and the runs. I was like, well, this will be good. At least I have a little bit of break. You know, I could change clothes, all of that. But my body was tired and I mean, it, I ran a little bit slower than I wanted to, but it was great. I mean, just doing two sports like that and running, by the way, is my second sport. Swimming is my first sport and running is hard for me. It does not come natural to me like swimming. It is a lot of work and I have to train a lot to be good at running or even complete any race. Um, but the run part was really fun. And then the finish line was great. Persona was at the finish line. I have photos of us together and she ran through the finish with me. So we had that, you know, huge team feeling and that was just wonderful. I mean, it was, I was so happy. I was just so proud of us and it was just great. So. All the feels, all the feels. And I want to touch on something that you mentioned and I don't think people understand this with relays. So this is the, you, there's always pros to cons to everything. The pros of a relay is that you can only focus, you don't, you only have to focus on one or two things. The cons of relays is the waiting around and the fatigue that could set in if you don't know how to properly position yourself, right? I remember I did a relay at Eagle Man uh, 70.3 in 2021. And one of uh, our runner, she was just like, oh, her name was Brianna Hurt. And she's like, I had to sit around all day for you guys. And then she had to go and run 13.1 miles. She was like, it sucked, but I had so much fun. It sucked, but I had so much fun. And so I totally get it. You know, when you have to wait around, you have to keep your body warmed up and moving and hydrated and fueled with nutrition because you're waiting in the sun. So for those of you who are interested in, relays. Of course, we know that relays are really the best, but I also want to point out that you have to make sure that you're fueling properly so that you can participate in whatever it is that you're doing, especially if you're at the, the, the running part of it, that you have the fuel that you need so that you can run uh, and not feel exhausted and tired before you even get there, because there is a lot of waiting around. So just want to ping that. 
Did you want to say something, Corinne? Um, I just, I totally agree with you. Um, I have a pretty strict routine when it comes to doing races and like what I eat that morning, how I fuel in between this, you know, during the sport and after. And so I agree a hundred percent, like what you eat the night before even will affect all of that. So, and I don't, I usually don't eat a big breakfast before a race. Like I'll do like a little honey stinger wall, uh, waffle or protein bar or something. And that's it. And maybe like a noon tablet or some kind of electrolyte <clears throat> addition to water. Um, and that's it. Like I do not, and maybe a banana, but I do not eat a lot before a race. I can't run with a lot of stuff on my stomach. Like, and then during a run, like a run or a race or a long run, I'll drink more water with electrolytes. And then after the race, I'll continue to drink water, a lot of water with electrolytes. So. Wow. So what was your best memory from the Pink Strong try? Best memory was definitely us winning first place because I was not expecting that. I've never, I don't really, really win races. Like that is not a common thing for me. I go and run them for fun and I'm just happy to finish, you know. So winning the relay was definitely the best memory ever. I mean, and this winning with this new friend I literally just made that morning. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. That's so excited. I mean, just fuel, it will be, I will be feeding off that energy and that fuel from winning that race probably another month. So as you should, we cannot skirt past that. Oh my gosh. I didn't even, I forgot to ask about the finish because you said you came through the finish line. So, and she was standing there. So I thought that was it, but winning first place, shut up. That is incredible. And you should feel feed off that energy for forever, actually. Cause your first relay, you came in first, bam, you did it. So it was like a really big thing for both of us. I mean, just big thing. I'm so proud of us. You should be. I'm proud of you. That's a major accomplishment. And I'm sure for Prasanna, that was equally like important to her. I know we asked Prasanna some questions. So what are some of her thoughts around the tri space, especially, or, you know, endurance around, um, especially after you guys just came off this wonderful victory. Well, I think she is just as excited as I am. I don't think she expected us to win either. Um, She did tell me that her biggest takeaway for her was just to continue practicing running, um, biking every couple of times, every couple of days. And I didn't realize this, but she actually doesn't know how to swim but one of her big goals in the future is to teach herself or learn how to swim, which I hope, you know, I haven't told her this yet, but I would love to help her with that. Um, and she wants to complete an individual triathlon as well. So I hope I can help encourage her to, you know, reach her goal and learn how to swim. Like I would be honored to be able to help her with that. So, Corinne, you're trying to make me cry today. Oh my gosh. Y'all, I am, if you're watching this, you probably just saw me like jump up internally with all the emotions and feels. 
this is what it's all about. You're like, I haven't told her yet, but I want to help her learn how to swim. You guys live in the same city. She can help you with the biking. Mm -hmm. You can help her with the swimming and you guys can do this. So this time next year, I would hope to have you guys both back on because by then maybe you can share this with her so that she can hear it and see how cool it is. And uh, we participate in that individual one together. That would be my come on. I I want that for y'all. And I'm going to hopefully hope that my schedule is available, that I can maybe even come down there and witness that. Because first of all, I love Austin. (laughs) And second of all, I have some unfinished business in Austin. And third of all, I get to come and see y'all. So it seems like I got some stuff to handle in Austin. And uh, this will be so lovely. Wow. I, I am... I'm full. And I think I'm full because this is what Try Beginners Like is all about. It's not about going out there wanting to be the fastest, but ultimately you want to compete and do it well. But the objective is just to try and to try from where you are. There's no excuses as to why you can't do something. If you can't run because of knee issues or hip issues or joint issues, guess what? You can still try, do a relay, you know, and let someone else, you do the swimming or the biking and someone else could run for you. It's teamwork. It's a collaborative effort. And I want to say thank you for not being scared to reach out to Camille to say, hey, listen, I want to do your race, but I don't know how to bike. How vulnerable is that for you to just say, hey, this is where I am. I want to participate. And Camille showed up for you and said, I got you. I got someone who doesn't know how to run or swim. Perfect team combination. First time trying a relay and first time on the podium. Man, what an exciting story. So exciting. Yes. I'd like to add just to this all of this positive talk camille is freaking amazing like when yes. she talked a bicyclist i got so excited but then i realized oh my gosh i have no idea what i'm doing like i don't know anything about transitioning i don't know anything about competing in a pool and so i started hitting her up asking her all these questions and she was right there answering me so quickly was so just nice about answering her questions I even apologize like three or four times I'm like I'm sorry I'm bugging you so much like I just really don't know what I'm doing and she was just so sweet and so open to helping me and just the best and I also want to throw out this pink strong triathlon I didn't realize this till the day of that it was the inaugural race like the I mean I had no clue and I usually don't do inaugural races at least with running because usually it can be a crap show. I mean, you just really, yeah, they got to work out all the bugs. Like it usually doesn't go super well, but I was so impressed with her team and volunteers and how smooth it went and the energy that they brought. It was just the most impressive thing. And I'm in love with them. (laughs) So yeah, they are great. That speaks to who Camille is. Um, who she is and the detail oriented effort in the way she operates 
And I know her, if she's listening to this, she's probably smiling on the inside because one, I didn't ask you to say this and she didn't pay you to say this. This is what it's all. She's like, no, she didn't, (laughs) but I love it. But this is what it's all about to get that raw feedback saying, this is the, Mm -hmm. wow. So it's a lot of first, (laughs) it just caught on her inaugural pink strong triathlon your first relay, your first win. And Camille is just fun, fabulous, given all the Fs. I have not forgotten it from our episode. And it is just a lovely sensation to see that you've had such a great response and a great reaction, which means you want to do it again, which is our strongest desire. And so I just want to say thank you. Now that you've done your first relay and came in first, got to keep saying that, what would you tell someone else who's listening? I would tell them that you are capable of doing this because I was very hesitant about even thinking I could do a relay or any kind of triathlon. But after just seeing the variety of age ranges, very young kids to older women and how much they could accomplish all different types of women, I am confident that anyone can do this. Even if you can't swim, can't bike, can't run, you can learn. So I would just like them to know that like anyone can do this. It's a very open community. There are so many resources out there, so many people that are willing to help you. Like it is possible. Anyone can do this. And if I had known, if I'd had this confidence before, I probably would have did a triathlon a long time ago, honestly, in my younger years. But I'm just so happy I found this. So and I'm so happy. Like I want to thank Pink Pink Strong for giving me the confidence in me and you know, helping me believe in myself. I mean, for sure. So Well, I think we got to end this before I start to cry because, and I know, I feel like this year, this season, I've just been like a crybaby and just so emotional. Um, But this just warms my heart so much. And you are saying that having the confidence to do this. And I know being a triathlete has changed the way I viewed my confidence and it's encouraged that. And so Mm -hmm. I know the power and the life-changing component that this sport can bring to one because it's done it for myself. And to hear you say how it's done that for you, it's only up from here. And especially as women, we have so much that we are already fighting, you know, whether it's you know, body positivity challenges or, you know, you know, mental health, whether it's nutrition, whether it's, you know, thinking, you know, body dysmorphia, we have a lot more uh, menopause for some women, you know, we just have so much that we have to ingest and overcome to be confident in some aspects. And trying is a good way to combat that. And so, Corinne girl, thank you for trying. Thank you for being open enough to seek out a relay because now as a result of your exposure, you are now going to go and 
fulfill a full triathlon. And perhaps by the end of this year, because it's still just June. So you just bought a bike yesterday. And that means you got time to get out on the road and register for another race. Honey, the world is your oyster. Find you a race in the local area. And then by the time you come back to Camille's race, Pink Strong in 2023, you'll be like, bam, I'm ready. And you'll be placing in your age group. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. And we're going to manifest that. She's like, oh, I don't know. Believe in you. (laughs) You believed in you for this race. And look what happened. You can do it. All right, guys, that's it for us. Thank you so much for being with us, Corinne. I appreciate you. And whenever you try beginners, like, you know, you always win. I'm Ashonda and I'm out. Peace. Y'all, we back. We are so back. Let me tell you. So I cut the podcast off and we started talking and I could not let this opportunity escape us. So this is also the first uh, podcast that Corinne has done. And she was telling me how she goes to races to make friends. And let's just talk about that. Tell me what you were saying, because I think it's important for people to hear this. So I was just saying, like, I don't really, I'm an extrovert, but I'm not really that a big social person where I go to bars to meet friends or whatever. The way I make friends is I go to run groups or fitness groups or um races that's how I make friends and I'm actually very good at talking to strangers and making friends very easily that's just something in my personality that I've been very good at and I'm thankful for and now I'm in the triathlon community and I made so many friends at that race and so now I'm hoping in the future I can make new friends at clinics or bike groups or whatever and that that is just that's how I make friends and it's great. The community here is just wonderful and so accepting for that. Uh, as you can see, I'm floating on cloud nine and we're officially out again. Peace. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.